The content available on this podcast and on LoriWilliamsSeniorServices.com has been produced for educational purposes only. The contents of any episodes do not constitute medical, legal, or professional advice, do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies or affiliates, and do not create any type of professional relationship between the audience, guest, and the host. No person listening to this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling, nor shall the information be used as a substitute for professional advice and or counseling. Lori Williams Senior Services, LLC, expressly denies any and all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any or all contents of this podcast. Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. Today, we are going to cover a topic that I I think comes up a lot of times for me when I'm talking to adult children. And a, a lot of people have no idea about their parents' information, like their wills, their social security um, income, their DNRs, all all their financial papers. And so a lot of times when I talk to them, a crisis has happened and maybe, you know, mom has had a stroke and they have no idea what they're dealing with, how much money she has, if she, you know, maybe has veterans benefits, what her Medicare is, is it an advantage plan, you know, is it original, you know, what they're dealing with. And so a friend of mine, Lynn Von Villas, she has gone through this with both her parents together, moving them into independent living, and then her dad passing away, and then her mother um, having dementia and having to move her into a different type of community. With that, she put together some binders, and we were talking about this, and it's just so organized and really inspired me that you know I'm going to do this myself for my, my husband and myself, and then also make sure I know what my mother and her husband's wishes are. So with that, I want to introduce Lynn to you, and then we're going to go over her binders, what should be in there, why it should be in there, and I really think this is a, a very valuable podcast with a lot of good information for you guys, and I'll also we will have the information written out so that you can see everything that needs to be included in binders that you make. Okay, and I also do want to add that this is not legal advice. We, neither one of us are attorneys. So for anything that's you know legal advice, please go to your attorney for that type of information. But this is just information on you know making life easier for you and to have all these documents in place should you need to help your senior parent. So Lynn, welcome so much. I'm glad that you agreed to be on the show and you know share your knowledge. Great. Okay, so let's kind of jump into it. I know we were talking ahead of time that really like your dad had everything organized, which yes. is wonderful, and but he had it in big filing cabinets. So did he kind of share with you what was in there beforehand? Absolutely. I knew everything. Okay. And being in charge of their life, 
I mean, it was just in a filing cabinet, very organized. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't the issue. The issue was portability and paring down his information after he died. Mm -hmm. So, okay. And what was important to me, what he thought was important to him was important, but it didn't affect his estate. Mm -hmm. so. so everything you went through with closing his estate after he passed and right. making sure his you know funeral arrangements and everything. So, so you came up with the idea, you needed a binder mm -hmm. because you know, a lot of times you're at work and you would get a call about the estate and you needed to have the information right there with you. So let's kind of talk about how you designed. It's just like a regular binder. It's mm -hmm. like a three ring binder with the clear pocket inserts. So let's go through what's in there and what are the important information documents to have with it. Well, one of the things I keep in here is a copy of the will, not the original will, because obviously when I was settling things, everybody needed the will any information death certificates his marriage certificate which was something i had to sort of dig for and identify i kept a copy of his social security card and i do this for my mom and she's in the assisted living but a copy of his social security card his license their passport their medicare card and their supplemental insurance cards all in one because that i'm always going back to some of the things that I thought was kind of strange when I was settling dad's estate was what I needed to know in the way of maiden names and birthplaces of them. And I did know that, but I had to dig for some maiden names. And going forward, I'm keeping a binder for my kids with this information mm -hmm. so that they don't have to dig. They needed maiden names for your dad's mother? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, that was on his birth certificate. Mm -hmm. Luckily. I, I didn't know that one. I didn't know that one. Mm -hmm. And the other thing was make sure that if you're the POA, keep everything together. And the DNRs, obviously. Change all the addresses to your address so mm -hmm. that mail is coming to you and not scattered about. And you do that like when they go into senior living. You did that? Yes. Okay. No, they were in senior living. Uh-huh. And then when my mom went into the assisted living facility, mm -hmm. I had everything transferred here. Okay. Because I needed, you needed to see mom. it and she wasn't able to really right. understand what it was. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And the other thing was social security. You have to become, again, it's not legal, but you have to become their representative payee mm -hmm. to receive and deal with their social security. I ended up getting a note from the doctor to make this happen because my mom just couldn't understand what was going on and doctor yeah. wrote a letter and went up to social security and became her legal payee and you needed that even though she's still alive but for like ta to do her taxes, taxes right or if i have any questions with her social security i can deal 100 percent with social security mm -hmm. not her and with covid like normally you could have taken her with you to the right to the social security office could have. she's not in that no. no but trying to do it they were trying to have her on the phone to do it with you and you said that she she didn't process that yeah so she just kept saying, she's my daughter. Well, mm -hmm. I mean, I could have had a stranger on saying she's my daughter. Sure. So I ended up getting a note from the doctor to say that she was not financially responsible. It was easy. I went up to Social Security and did it. Mm -hmm. Bank accounts, make sure you're a signer on all their bank accounts. Credit cards, I canceled them all. I just have a debit card. Stocks and bonds, make sure that you have your name on their stocks and bonds 
or accessibility to them or have them in an electronic form, not paper form. Well, and you mentioned earlier your dad. <laughs> your dad had GE stock, mm-hmm. right, in paper form. Yep. And I didn't know it. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. And I was just lugging them around, and I went to see a financial advisor and said, do you know what you have? I said, no. <laughs> and I thought Rhett would have a little meltdown. And it was like several hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it was. And it was. if they had been lost, that was it. You, right. There was no way to no. claim that. Correct. Oh. So that's old time. No, my dad died. He was 92. So this very old. Know about their retirement and pensions account. Dad, again, old time, had a pension account from GE. So I had to get into that and make sure that was taken care of. And the other thing, previous year or two of tax returns, I've had to dig those up. I don't remember why, but I had to have those. And mm-hmm. he did have them. The other thing that was valuable, and it's in the in my binder, is know their household accounts. Cable, electric, gas, cell phones, and all their passwords. Mm-hmm. I did have, which was extremely valuable, my dad's cell phone. And when they come to when they verify his account they thought they were sending it to him it would come Um, on his cell phone uh and i would be here and i could log in so you could change passwords that if you didn't know right so that was really good so Mm -hmm. i had his cell phone and i did not turn it off i kept it thank god yeah insurance policies what kind of insurance policies and are they up to date do you need them i ended up canceling them she is in an assisted living Um, life insurance policies, who's got them where they are, who's the payee, the beneficiary, and mm-hmm. all that. Long-term care policies. They both had one. His, obviously, we never used. Mom is in assisted living, and we are collecting on it. But I had to make sure we had that and continue paying on it. And that's a, a valid point right there, because a lot of families I speak with, they don't even know if there's a long-term care policy and if their parent is able to communicate, they can find out that way. But most of the time, you know, there's a lot of digging involved. Like how does it pay out? You know, (laughs) there's a a lot of details um, that you need. So that was good. So they, you have the actual long-term care policy. Yes. Okay. And it's in the binder Mm -hmm. so that again, it's, it's easily accessible and medical information. I knew 90% of this, but who are their doctors and why do they go? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of, when you get older, doctors that they see, and you need to know that. The list of medications. I didn't have a clue what my dad was on, but he did die, so I didn't need to know that. But he he was in the hospital on his deathbed, and I took all my mother's medications in and said to him, what's this for? Because I didn't know what they were, and he did. Wow. So I'm putting this in front of them saying, why does she take this? Uh Knowing what was going to happen in a few days. And he was very lucid. But yeah. Was he taking care of your mom at that Mm -hmm. point? Okay. So he knew what she Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was left with a mess. Yeah. And medical records that you might need. There's all kinds of things out there when he passed. What did I need for medical records? Her medical records. All of the above. So medical information is really important, and especially the meds, because as they get older, they take stuff that they really don't realize why they're taking it, because they keep saying, take this, take this, take this. Because they go to different doctors. And and they're very compliant at that age. Yeah, It's like, okay, well, Dr. So-and-so told me to take this. Why? Just because I feel, no. 
So I crossed paths recently with a gentleman who shares my passion for seniors. His name is Jimmy Zolo, and he shared with me that after both of his grandparents had moved into a senior care community, his family's world was just turned upside down as they became caregivers overnight. As you know, being a caregiver to someone close to you is often overwhelming, and there's just so much for you to manage, even with the support of living in the senior care community, like making sure your loved one has all the products they need and keeping them stocked when stuff runs out. Well, Jimmy had that problem too, and he was scrolling through all of these product reviews across the internet, and like most of us in the sandwich generation, we don't have enough hours in the day, so it can end up being way too time-consuming and frustrating. He wished there was a simpler way to shop for his grandparents, and then of course the pandemic hit, which prevented visitation to the communities, making this process even more difficult. So Jimmy decided to launch his own business to solve this problem. He founded Joe and Bella to make shopping for older adults simple. They carry everything from comfy clothes to creative gifts. They even have toiletries that can be automatically reordered and tech that makes caregiving easier. And what I love, and I know y'all will love this too, is that each and every product on Joe and Bella has been carefully selected by caregiving experts. Jimmy is giving us an exclusive offer for the listeners of this podcast. You can use promo code STYLE to receive 10% off your first purchase at joeandbella.com. That's code S-T-Y-L-E, STYLE, for 10% off at joeandbella.com. Anyways, funeral arrangements. My parents did have prepaid funeral arrangements. I knew exactly where they were, where they are, and how to deal with that. But do you have the information where the prepaid is? And if they don't have it, highly recommend it. When dad died, I literally walked into Flower Mound Funeral Home, mm-hmm. it just said hello. They basically took care of it, and I didn't have to do anything. It's not as much as a financial issue. It's something you don't have to sit there and do. Yeah. It's because it's so emotional, and you're trying to, you know, I, I was in that situation because my dad died mm-hmm. young at 50, and, yeah. you know, they had no plans, and we had to go in there and, you know, figure out where to yeah. bury him. And, and I, I do think it's important to know what their wishes are. If someone wants to be cremated, you need to make those wishes known mm-hmm. ahead of time. And we've also done it. We, mm-hmm. Greg and I both have prepaid, and we've bought the crypts. Mm-hmm. So when we die, it's all done. So I don't want my kids to do this. That's the big thing. Make sure you have the information that you need Mm -hmm. to be able to get at it. Where their information is. Mm -hmm. Dig up their birth certificates and their marriage certificates. You need those Mm -hmm. eventually. And they have valuable information on it. Like my dad's had my his mother's maiden name, which that's how I ended up with that. But you get asked the craziest questions. When you're settling in a state mm-hmm. that takes you back, and it's like, whoa, two yeah. years of past tax returns. I don't remember why I needed those, but I did. Hmm. Rhett may have asked that, but that was another thing on my list. Yeah. Well, and I think it's smart also to have it portable, like you have it in a binder, everything together, so you're not searching and, and digging for it. And with your own binders so lynn has already made binders for herself and her husband and she keeps them in a fireproof safe which i think is very smart your kids know where everything it's is a small safe too a small not, safe yeah. yeah it's like portable you could yeah. carry it out <laughs> yeah. or you know if something happens your son could come get it right. and everything is there which is so smart and it'll make it so much easier for them you know yeah, after, the time comes. after i went through this with my father and it was very easy because he was extremely organized 
I just want our passing, and we're young, we're not going anywhere, but I we're adding to this constantly. Mm-hmm. And I want this to be as easy as a process for them, knowing what I went through for my dad. Mm-hmm. And now when my mom goes, it'll be easy because it's all here. But I just want this to be organized for the kids. I don't want mm-hmm. them to have to hunt and peck and figure stuff out. Yeah. And you know what inspires me? Because my husband and I are not organized. <laughs> and I will admit it. And, you know, and honestly, most of the people I talk to are not organized. And I think it comes down to it's hard to have that conversation. People don't really like to talk about it. And so they don't ask their mm-hmm. parents wishes. And, and we really do need to get past that because it, it causes a lot more stress, I think. I just don't want my kids to go through mm-hmm. what I went through. No. It, it just, it's, this will be easy for them. And through the next 10 years, I'll continue to add to this as we mm-hmm. need to. But it's a start, and it's it's started. Mm-hmm. And as I have to do stuff for my mom and did for my dad, I put it in here. Yeah. Just as a reminder. Mm-hmm. And there's always something new you discover because today there was an article, and what was it about? Sending their death certificate to the three... Credit bureaus. Credit bureaus. And that I did not do. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was interesting to send the death certificates and notify the credit bureau. And that's for identity theft. Identity theft. And I thought, whoa, I I thought I was pretty good. But after reading this, I was like, I didn't do that. I would never have thought of that. And to cancel driver's license if it's yes. still a valid. Because, again, identity mm-hmm. theft. And I thought I didn't do that because my dad's license obviously had been expired. Um, yeah, expired. But to the credit agencies, to prevent ID theft, send copies of the death certificate to the three major firms, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. That is. That's something, I mean, I would never have thought about that. But, you know, those criminals are out there. Yeah. <laughs> Always looking for something. Any other advice that you would have? Not really. Again, I think the biggest thing is to put it together in a binder that's easily accessible. Mm-hmm. I carried this around for my dad, and I've got it for my mom. And she goes into the hospital. I just take this with me. Mm-hmm. And everything is here. Yeah. And I mean, I think also if you're the senior and listening to the podcast, I mean, definitely put your information together. So, you know, maybe you go to independent living and everything is great. But if something were to occur, if God forbid you had a stroke or something happened where you could not let your family know your wishes, at least they would have the information because if they have to make a decision to move you to an assisted living or a memory care, there's a lot of information that they need to know about, like the long-term care policy, VA information, mm-hmm. what your Medicare is. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many things that, that they need to know to make sure that you're going to get the proper care. Right. I think it's really important. I, I think it's great that you did this and shared it. <laughs> I, yeah, I just... I think it's important because, mm-hmm. again, I don't want my kids hunting and pecking. No. And they'll go into that box and everything they need to do to close our estates. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Greg and I got hit in a, you know, today and we died in a car accident, they know where it is. Mm-hmm. And as up-to-date as I think it is, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's be some loose ends, but not many. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So I'm going to put the list. We'll have it connected to the podcast, the list that Lynn made. And then also I'll take a picture of no identifying information, but a picture of the binder so that you can see, you know, I always like a visual kind of see what we're talking about. And as always, if you have any questions, just reach out, visit the website. We have lots of information out there, lots of other episodes of the podcast covering a lot of good information and just visit lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com to find all that. And thank you, Lynn, for being on. I appreciate you doing this. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Thanks. Bye-bye.